Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, September 23rd, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening this week in America. The stock market struggles under President Biden. Democrats pass election reform law in the House of Representatives. Tobacco sales rise at the fastest rate in 20 years. And the rocket man heading to the White House. Also ahead, the message of the day, update listeners sound off. But first, the U.S. stock market sinking, the Dow Jones losing nearly 20% of its total value since January 1st of this year. Hardest hit sectors, technology and banking. The Federal Reserve raising interest rates another 75 basis points yesterday to try to slow down inflation. Fed Chairman Jerome Powell says steep job losses may be coming. All in all, the U.S. economy is not prospering under Joe Biden. The House passing Liz Cheney's election reform bill. The tally was 229 to 203, with nine Republicans siding with the Democrats. The law amends the Electoral Count Act of 1887. It clarifies that the vice president serves only a ceremonial role in counting electoral votes. He cannot interfere with the count. Supporters claim the bill will prevent any attempts to overturn future elections. Now, this is a good law because it does provide clarity in the electoral system. But I don't know if it will pass the Senate. More Americans smoking this summer, the sale of tobacco rising at the fastest pace in two decades. In total, Americans consumed 200 billion cigarettes in the last 12 months. 200 billion. Experts blame the bad habit on stress. Executives at Marlboro also believe folks are lighting up to cope with anxiety, which is the same thing as stress. Latest studies show one in five Americans now experience significant levels of stress every day, but you'll have even more stress if you get lung cancer. Elton John appearing at the White House this evening, President Biden hosting a concert called A Night When Hope and History Rhyme. The British rocker previously performed at a state dinner during the Clinton administration. He refused to sing at Donald Trump's inauguration. Said Elton, as a British national, it's not appropriate to play the inauguration of an American president. My apologies. Of course, that's bunk. In a moment, update listeners have their say. Right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. 
So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Use promo code Bill at checkout. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. Listeners, sound off. We do this each Friday. You can reach me, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name and town if you wish to opine. Let us begin with Susan in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. O'Reilly, I find it interesting that you don't understand why Scott Pelley of 60 Minutes did not ask Joe Biden about the border. I assume all reporters know that all questions are given to the president in advance. I assume this. Well, you're wrong, Susan. I interviewed five presidents. They didn't get any questions in advance. That would be journalistic malpractice. Pelly just didn't ask tough questions. Doris, Hanover, New Hampshire. Bill, I wish I could be as certain as you about the illegal migrants not being able to vote. The Democrats have gotten away with plenty of things. Doris, look, maybe some undocumented people will vote, but it's a felony. The courts have ruled that. So you have to assume that most will not. Janet, Des Moines, Iowa, we can agree the team in office now is not doing well. We want them out. Anyone that cannot admit that is either misinformed or delusional. Well, we, I assume, Janet, is the Republican Party? Is that the we here? So, yeah, you're right. The Biden administration having problems on almost every front, but the polls show that there are millions, tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of Americans who still will vote for Democrats. So the we stuff doesn't really stack right now. Mary Jane, Missoula, Montana. Much would change in our country if the mainstream media came clean. Two sets of news reporting, one for the left, one for the right. This is the root cause of our national divide. Well, that's what we have now, Mary Jane. The network news, all left. MSNBC, CNN left. Fox News, Newsmax, right. As we got. It's not... We're going to go where the truth leads us. It's we're going to try to make as much money as we can, we the media, by telling people what they want to hear. Jack in Las Vegas, Bill, you are incorrect about Kamala Harris being the most incompetent VP in history. Did you forget Joe Biden? Biden wasn't that incompetent under Barack Obama because President Obama didn't give him anything to do. You remember the famous quote from Mr. Obama, if anybody can screw it up, it's Joe Biden or something like that. That was the quote. The only reason that Joe Biden was vice president under Barack Obama was that Obama needed a liaison to Congress and Biden had been a senator for decades. That's why he got the nod. Biden really didn't do anything day to day, kind of like now. He didn't do much as vice president. He's not do well, he's screwing up, but he's not doing a lot to problem solve these days. Anyway, I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by putting it together. If you'd like more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. And next Tuesday, the new killing book comes out, Killing the Legends, The Lethal Danger of Celebrity. You can pre-order. 
In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 243 years ago today, an American sailor waged war against the Royal Navy off the coast of England. Outgunned in a battle, he refused to surrender. When asked to abandon ship, the Patriot replied, I have not yet begun to fight. Here is the story of John Paul Jones, who is almost forgotten today, but who was an amazing patriot. Jones was born in Scotland. He came to North America as a cabin boy aboard a ship. He settled in Fredericksburg, Virginia. In the early days of the Revolution, John Paul Jones traveled to Philadelphia, was commissioned as a lieutenant in the Continental Navy. He distinguished himself and rose to captain. He fought against the British fleets in the Caribbean and in the Atlantic. In August 1779, Jones took command of the U.S. ship Bonhomme Richard, his destination, the coast of England. America had not brought the Revolutionary War to the English themselves. Jones was the first to do so. On September 23rd, his vessel was encountered by two British warships off the coast of England. After a 90-minute skirmish, the Richard was nearly destroyed. Despite the damage, Jones refused to surrender. The battle raged on another three hours. In the end, it was the British commanders, both of them, who surrendered to John Paul Jones. He was then hailed a hero, as he should have been. He continued to serve in the American Navy until 1787 before moving to France, where he died at the age of 45. He was buried in a plot owned by the French royal family, but that plot was destroyed in the French Revolution. So, in 1905, John Paul Jones's remains were identified by a team of anthropologists on the outskirts of Paris. Well, John Paul Jones finally returned to the USA aboard the USS Brooklyn, and he is buried at the Naval Academy in Annapolis, Maryland. Back after this. 
I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.